welcome to the Clerk Commute Podcast. Where we discuss clerkship content, share up-to-date research, work through interesting cases, and gather position advice for your next rotation. Good morning, clerks. Welcome back to another episode of the Clerk Commute. Today, we have the privilege of interviewing two third-year clerks, Jessica and Janice, about rotation schedules and advice for clerkship. Thank you both for joining us on the podcast today. We are so happy to have you. Before we get into the questions, why don't you each give a brief introduction of yourselves? Sure. I'm Jessica. I'm in WB Academy, and I'm one of the 2T4 clerkship reps for St. George campus. And I'm Janice. I'm from MAM, and I'm also a clerkship rep. Great. Thank you. And to get started today, um, we were thinking if you could both um, tell us what rotation schedule you have, because we just kind of went through the process of choosing our rotation schedule. So they're fresh on our minds right now as second years, and maybe where you're at in your rotation right now, kind of what block you're in and um, how it's how clerkship has gone so far. Yeah, so both Jess and I were both on rotation D. And so we're both in our surgery rotation right now. Um, at MAM, we have two weeks of general surgery, two weeks of thoracics, and then two weeks of a subspecialty. So I'm currently on my urology rotation. Yeah, and I'm on uh, general surgery right now at Humber River. And particularly, I'm on my ACS week, which is acute care surgery. Um, and basically, it's probably one of the busiest times in clerkship being on the ACS week, because you're dealing with a really busy service of acute emergency surgeries and you're helping out with managing the wards and assisting in the OR and doing consults in the eMERGE. So the days are generally pretty long. Um, and I might be biased, but I think rotation D actually worked out pretty well for me um, because I felt like emergency medicine kind of prepared me a little bit for internal medicine and then internal medicine kind of prepared me for surgery. Um, but I think that, you know, no matter what schedule you end up having, I'm sure there's a lot of overlap in content between all these different rotations. So a lot of your previous rotations will prepare you for your later rotations. Um, and then you'll slowly progress throughout clerkship, or at least that's what I've found so far. That's good to hear. I think everyone was really worried about which rotation they're going to get um, and a bit stressed to get whichever rotation that they wanted. So that's nice to hear that everything kind of overlaps and prepares you for whatever you want to do. So thanks. That's nice to hear. I'm glad you both are enjoying it. D is the rotation schedule I want. So that's nice to hear. You've made me <laughs> more biased. Would you mind sharing if D was what you ranked first or where in your ranking it was? Um, and I know there's a lot of stress right now of everyone kind of like getting what rotation schedule you want. So if it wasn't your first, maybe some reassurance that like it'll still work out even if you don't get your first choice. <laughs> well, for me, I chose rotation D as my first choice. So I'm very fortunate and lucky to have gotten my first choice. And I chose it based on a couple of factors. So I knew I was interested in internal medicine um, so I wanted internal medicine as either like my second or my third rotation. Generally, I think you won't really want your first rotation to be the one 
that's in the specialty of interest because there's a pretty steep learning curve at the beginning. You're just learning to be a functioning clerk, learning how to use the EMR system in the hospital, learning how to write notes. And so having it as your first rotation might not be the best. And also having it as your last rotation might not be the best either, just because, yes, you might have more experience, you might be more knowledgeable near the end of clerkship, but you won't have tried your rotation that you wanted before you start choosing electives, which I think is something important to think about as well. So I wanted it as my second or third choice. It's still at the beginning where I'd be able to try it out before to see if I like it or dislike it before choosing electives. And also at the beginning, you have a lot more energy and motivation at the beginning of clerkship. Um, and you're not as tired and burnt out yet compared to later on in the rotation. So I think it worked out for me to have it as my second rotation. Yeah, so I, I completely agree. I completely agree with what Janice said. I couldn't have said it better. Um, I also wanted rotation D, so I ranked that first, and I also just got lucky and got it, but I know a lot of people that also wanted rotation D. I think it was very competitive in our year, and I know a lot of people that didn't end up getting it, and they got their second or third choice, um, but overall, I think majority of people get something in their top two or three. Yeah, I think... D, E, and F were the most popular rotations uh, that people wanted. And generally, people got their top three choices. I think if you didn't put D, E, or F in your top three, then you might have gotten like your third choice just because of how popular D, E, and F were. At least that was what happened at MAM. Okay, well, that's nice to hear. Thank you guys for the reassurance and I'm sure everyone that just picked the rotations will be happy to hear that. Um, so I guess moving on to kind of the next thing that's coming up um, in terms of ranking is ranking hospitals um, and kind of how that works. So we know that once you choose your rotation schedules for clerkship, you then have to pick where you go for each rotation within your academy. So we are wondering if you guys could discuss a little bit of what that process looks like um, and a little bit of the pros and cons and factors that you might want to consider when you're choosing which rotation you want to do at which hospital. I don't know if it's different at each academy, but at MAM, you get together with your rotation group and then you just discuss amongst yourselves and kind of choose which hospital site you want to go to. And yeah, it was just like a discussion based thing. People would have to compromise um, for different um, rotations. I'm not sure if that's the same as WB. Yeah, it was the exact same in WB. What we did was a Zoom session with our group. Um, so it's rotation D in WB. We had a, a Zoom session and we kind of just discussed who wants to do what, where. Um, but then I think what ended up happening was that we ended up using like a random number generator to make it really fair so that, you know, we're not having like one person always choose their top choice and always getting that. So we kind of did like a random number generator for each person um, for each of the rotations. Um, and then based on that order, that's how you would uh, rank your your preferences. And it ended up working out really well for our group. I know for some groups, there was probably a bit more of a conversation about whether or not there would be some, you know, give and take with other members of the group about which hospitals they would 
rather do some of the rotations at and and for some people you know maybe they don't have a car and they can't go too far but I think a lot of people end up having to commute for some of their rotations it just ends up working out like that um so that is to be expected watch out for that Awesome. Thank you. And if you guys wouldn't mind, what are some of the things that you kind of think about when you're deciding what rotation you want to do at which hospital and just some of the factors that you want to consider, um, certain pros and cons to different hospitals, things like that. What, what kind of went through your mind when you were doing that? Um, I think, well, for at man, there's two main hospital sites. There's Mississauga hospital and credit Valley hospital. Um, I think location, played a role like people who live downtown they might want Mississauga Hospital just because it's closer to the downtown core um, and then just getting experiences and asking upper year students about their experience at the different hospitals that can kind of give you insight as well um, but it's just also important to know that everyone will have a different experience even if you're at the same hospital so just to keep that in mind and I think you can have a good experience at any hospital site. It's just really preceptor dependent. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think the way I went about it was I chose hospitals that was closest to me and easiest to get to because at the end of the long shift, like the last thing you want to think about is a long commute. Um, we're already kind of stressed as it is in clerkship. You don't want to add to the stress. But again, like sometimes there's no choice but to have to commute. Um, and that's okay because everyone kind of has to go through that. Um, but I think also it's important to choose locations that you think you'd be most interested in. So like if, for example, for pediatrics, you think you would like community pediatrics because it's more bread and butter cases, or if you want to see more complex cases at sick kids, then you can choose to do just community medicine um, or you can do some of your pediatric weeks at SickKids. Um, and then same goes for surgery. Like at community hospitals, you get more bread and butter cases. And to be honest, the culture of surgery is a bit better at community hospitals, despite it still being really busy. Um, and also you get more hands-on experience in general surgery at community hospitals. Um, I found so far since I'm at Humber River for general surgery, I was able to be first assist many days. And you don't get that at like Toronto General Hospital, for instance. So I thought that was really important because I thought I wanted general surgery. So I wanted as much exposure as possible and to really build my skills in surgery. Do you remember around what time last year you were choosing the hospitals just in terms of being able to plan ahead for where to live or commuting, knowing what sites you're at? I think it was a couple weeks after like we picked our rotation and we got that confirmed. I think it was a couple weeks after that, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I remember it being sometime in April, but I don't remember exactly when. Okay, great, thank you. And the next, next question, um, did you do anything in the summer to, prepare for going into clerkship we're just thinking that already things in first year seem so far away and then especially if you take the summer off to travel do you recommend doing anything to prepare before going into it 
I recommend not studying. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I completely agree. I did not study. And I remember last year in the Q&A session, our classmates asked the same to the third years and they also recommended not studying. And I was like, what? How could they recommend us not to study? Like, I'm so nervous for clerkship. I want to be really prepared. And then I ended up not studying and it's totally fine. Like, I think what I typically do right before rotation starts is I study the day before and that's enough to get me through the first few days. So I think as long as you're studying throughout your rotation, you'll be okay. You don't need the, st the summer to study. Um, and it's totally fine if you forget a lot of stuff that you learned in pre-clerkship because I did and things are going okay for me so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you'll be studying and working so hard throughout your clerkship year. You just want to be like well-rested and ready to start a hard year so I wouldn't study and probably if you're studying during the summer you won't retain as much information if you're just blindly studying compared to when you study during clerkship you're reading around your cases and seeing real patients and you retain a lot more information that way so I recommend just relaxing over the summer travel spend time with family one thing I would recommend though um is to maybe shadow if you can because I know I did that last summer. I didn't study, but I shadowed because I wasn't entirely sure what I wanted to do. Um, and then that helped me figure out what I wanted to do. So if you haven't shadowed too much yet and you aren't really sure what you want to do, like obviously clerkship is going to help you figure that out. Um, but same with shadowing. Shadowing can give you a really good idea. So if you have some time, maybe do some shadowing over the summer. That's good. That's nice to hear. I'm sure everyone will be definitely relieved to hear about that. Um, and did you guys find the same thing for anatomy as well, that you didn't feel like you needed to study too much for that before? Um, or did you guys re review that a little bit more than just blind content? Like for before general surgery rotation or before mm -hmm. surgery rotations? Yeah, I guess before surgery, but even I guess internal medicine, things like that. I'm not sure kind of what questions that you get asked, um, just reviewing relevant things like that. Did you feel the same way for anatomy content as well? Um, I think I only was quizzed on anatomy during my surgery rotation, like in the operating room. Um, but I don't think... Yeah, I, I don't think studying like during the summer, I would have retained much anatomy um, anyways, than just like rereading around cases before going into the OR. So I don't think you need to study too much anatomy in the summer. Yeah, I agree. I, I wasn't asked any anatomy questions on any other rotation so far, but I've only done the eight week rotation so far. And it's only been in surgery where they always ask about anatomy, especially in the OR, right? That's, yeah. that's really the type of questions that they ask. And for that, I would strongly suggest going over the anatomy, especially around the cases that you're doing. So if you know, you know, tomorrow morning, there's a cholecystectomy, there's an appendectomy and there's like a hemicolectomy. Okay, so what are what are the anatomy structures that you're going to be looking at? And what's the blood supply, the nerve supply? Because those are the types of questions that they can ask you. So just read a, a, a little bit around that and just go through your past notes. That's what I've been doing and it's been pretty helpful. Yeah, blood supply. They always ask about blood vessels. That's like <laughs> their favorite thing to ask.
Awesome. Okay. That's nice to hear. Thank you. That's very helpful. Um, and then I guess moving past the summer and a little bit more towards the beginning of clerkship. Um, so we're told so much about the big transition to clerkship. So we were wondering what that actually looks like and what transition to clerkship entails. Yeah, so it's called TTC. It's two weeks at the beginning of third year before your rotations start. So you get some didactic teaching, some seminars to just kind of help you prepare for your rotation. So there's like orientation sessions, ethics seminars. Um, there's a few shadowing days as well. They're called Day of the Clerk and Day of the Doctor. I found those to be very valuable because they're low stress. You're not evaluated. It's just a whole day spending um, with a upper year, like a third year clerk, um, just seeing what it's like to be in the hospital, getting to shadow the doctor for the full day. So I found those really helpful because uh, during our year, we didn't get too much shadowing experience just because of the pandemic. So those were super helpful. And you can also ask the clerk to give you a tour of the hospital, give you a tour of the call rooms, where to eat and everything. So that's it. Yeah, I found that day to be really helpful. And it's only half a day. So it's not like you're spending too much time there, but you do get a lot out of it. So I had my day of the clerk um, at like Michael Guerin Hospital in emergency medicine. And it was great because I I basically followed um, the clerk around and saw how she did her notes and saw how she took histories and how she did physicals. And it kind of gave me an idea of how I would have to do that in clerkship. So I thought that was super useful. And then I just asked her questions about how do you write a consult note if you're on internal medicine or in emergency right now? How do you write a note and how do you present a case to your staff? And she was able to help me a lot, a lot with that. And I thought it was really nice to be able to get an outline of a clerk like from a clerk's perspective, what the expectations are, because sometimes the staff don't really give you direct answers about these types of things. So it was really helpful. Um, and then in TTC, at least for us, we didn't have any hands-on workshops, like suturing workshops or like airway workshops, but I'm not sure how it will be like for you guys. But um, I know they always include that in um, the week before your rotation starts. So, for example, before our surgery rotation started, we had a suture workshop, which included like how to put in a Foley catheter. And that was super helpful because right before your surgery rotation, you should know how to do these things or at least kind of know how to do these things um, because you're expected to know it um, during your surgery rotation. So if you guys do end up having it in TTC, that's great. It'll be more practice. I don't think they'll take it out of the week before your rotation starts. Great. Thank you for debunking the TTC that we've been hearing a lot about, but haven't really gotten too many details on yet. So next, we understand that you would have just recently chosen your electives for your third year elective and your fourth year elective. Is that true? Okay. Yeah. So understanding that you still haven't had a lot of your main blocks yet, wondering what the process is like of choosing your rotation or choosing your electives and kind of what, what you, what thought process you had um, around choosing them when you haven't experienced a lot of your, your core rotations yet. 
Yeah. So we just had our electives open up um, just a few weeks ago. So it has been a really tough time trying to lock in electives that I want personally. I don't know how it's been going for you, Janice, but I have received a few rejections from uh, some of the electives that I wanted. And I was a bit surprised because I didn't know all these electives were so competitive. Um, but I think for electives, I would say try to have a good idea of what you want to do by the time choosing electives comes around. And if you don't, that's okay too, because you can always change your electives later, um, but sometimes it is hard to get the electives that you want. It does seem like it's a first-come, first-served basis. And so I would suggest as soon as electives open up, try to submit your elective choices right away. Um, and think about what hospital site, but also what preceptor you want to work with. Although I know some of the electives that I've chosen, I wasn't able to choose who I would want to work with or what preceptor I would want to work with. Um, but maybe after you make a request for your elective, maybe you can request to work with a specific supervisor. Um, but I would say um, overall, just think about it kind of holistically. So if you're thinking of applying to anesthesiology residency, remember you only have eight weeks max in a specific specialty. So I'm considering anesthesia. So I can only do eight weeks in anesthesia. And then the rest of my electives have to be in two other specialties. So I'm thinking of other specialties that will help me in anesthesiology, or also if I'm planning on doing um, like parallel planning, I would do some of my electives in that other specialty. Um, but yeah, overall, I think for your year right now, maybe it is a bit too soon to think about electives. I mean, it's never too soon to think about electives, but don't worry about electives yet or the process behind it, because there's definitely going to be more conversations in third year about that. Yeah, for sure. It definitely was a lot more competitive than I thought it would be, though. It is first come, first serve. And some electives I applied within like the first five to 10 minutes, but I was still told that they were already full. Um, so it is quite a stressful experience. I would recommend just having like an Excel spreadsheet and having multiple options for the different time periods, just so that you can apply to a bunch of electives and see what comes back. Um, and then you can choose from whatever accepts you. Um, and then in terms of not like going through most of your core rotations yet. That's why I recommend doing your specialty of interest in like your first three rotations. So you might have tried it before you you start picking electives, just so you kind of have an idea of which electives you want to choose. So for me, because I already did internal medicine before picking electives, I knew I wanted to do my electives in internal medicine. And then it was just easier to arrange my electives and choose based on what I already experienced in my rotation. Awesome. That's really good insight. Thank you. Um, and I'm wondering how you guys kind of said, so you did it in the first five to 10 minutes is how does the process work? Is it a form or do you email preceptors or kind of what is the process like generally? Yeah, you book it through MedSys. Um, so you like select either based on preceptor or based on like location. And then it is like a form that you kind of go through. Um, you have to write like a note to the pre the concept, 
to the contact person or the preceptor. You can put in like learning objectives. You choose the the date and like how long you want to do the elective for. And it's like a form that you fill out. And in terms of having it with specific preceptors, um, is it ever a predetermined pairing or is it always just through mensis or kind of what is that like? Yeah, so sometimes it is. So when you're filling out the form, um, let's say I want to do anesthesiology at Toronto General Hospital. So I can choose the location and the specialty. And then sometimes that would come with a particular preceptor. Um, so you don't get a choice of preceptor. But I heard that maybe you can request to work with specific preceptors after you submitted the rotate, after you submitted your choice and it was confirmed. Um and also sometimes just one preceptor is listed, but you're actually working with multiple preceptors on your rotation or on your elective. Thank you. And finally, to, to end it off, I was wondering if you could think back to kind of a year ago where you're at, you'd just chosen your rotation schedule, a lot of excitement, but also nervousness um, heading into clerkship or kind of making these decisions. If you could give yourself a piece of advice um, to where you were at a year ago. Um, is there anything that you could share with our, or with our class? Hmm. This is a really good question. Cause I think about this sometimes and I feel like there's so much I would tell myself. Um, I think for one, enjoy the time that you have now before clerkship because clerkship can get really busy and really stressful. Um, because you're basically working every day from, morning till whatever time you finish at, usually around five o'clock. Um, and then when you come home, you still have to study, trying not to scare people about clerkship, but it does get quite busy, depending on what specialty you're on. Um, maybe right now I'm just super jaded because I'm on general surgery and on my ACS week. So <laughs> maybe that's why I'm saying this, but it's, it's kind of easy to get burnt out. So enjoy the time that you have in pre-clerkship and shadow as much as possible and continue to be curious and be really excited about medicine and remember why you went into medicine in the first place. Yeah, I definitely agree with everything that you said, Jess. I think everything you said was really good advice. And I would just say, just try not to stress out too much um, and everything will work out in the end because there's so many things that are out of our control. Um, so just, try to relax a little bit. I know it's really hard as med students to do, but don't stress out too much. Amazing. Thank you both so much for taking the time to be here and for sharing this advice with us. Yeah, thank you guys and good luck on the rest of your rotations. Uh, we hope we get to see you on the wards next year. Thank you and good luck to all the second year medical students going through um, their clerkship decisions right now about their rotation schedule and then soon their academy match. Good luck. Yeah, for sure. Good luck. And thank you so much for inviting us. Yes. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Clerk Commute podcast. Catch you on your next commute.